0: Make sure you're subscribed to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. Type The Word of the Lord Endures Forever in your podcast provider. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. Not only were the
1: apostles not in jail where they'd been left, but they weren't in hiding either. They hadn't scooted out of town while they had the chance. The stubborn fellows had headed right back to the very location where they'd been arrested the previous evening and had resumed doing exactly what had got them tossed into the slammer for the night.
0: The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the book of Acts. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the
1: Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. I'm sure you recall how last time we considered the special place of the apostles. Man, these were not just men through whom the occasional odd miracle tumbled out. The miracles gushed from them in an absolutely jaw-dropping way, regularly through their touch. Jesus continued to pour forth his blessings. They hung out together at Solomon's portico in the temple, and the people knew that was where to find them. But no one dared join them, that is, presume to place himself among them. The people though, both believers and even others, held them in great esteem, and meanwhile, as they shared the word and backed it up with the profusion of signs they did, Jesus kept multiplying his believers, both men and women, It even reached the point where people would bring their sick on mats and beds and lay them in the street along the way where Peter was expected to pass by so that just his shadow might fall upon them. As we saw, that's rather like the people just begging to touch the fringe of Jesus' garment, and how everyone who did was healed, or like the handkerchiefs carried from Paul's body that worked similar miracles. All of this clearly set these men apart, as those through whom Jesus was busily establishing the apostolic foundation of his church. A reading from Acts, the fifth chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, we found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. Acts 5, verses 17 to 26. Let us pray. Everlasting God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, grant us your grace that we may make good and diligent study of Holy Scripture Seek and find Christ therein, and through him have eternal life. Graciously granted, dear Lord God. Amen. Ready to stand in awe of today's passage? Let's dig into it. Verse 17. But the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, verse 18, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. As the esteem in which the crowds held the apostles continued to rise, the high priest and his crew were turning green with envy. It was bad enough that the apostles kept reminding the people that these very men had orchestrated Jesus' death and how God had raised him from the dead. It was made worse by the profusion of miracles that astounded the people and, above all, by the boldness of the apostles who simply would not be cowed into silence." Well, if they couldn't silence them, they could at least lock them up, or so they thought. The apostles, and here it is clearly all 12 of them, not just John and Peter this time, they get another night in jail. I wonder if they had all dozed off before it happened. Verse 19. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, verse 20, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. This is actually just the first incident of God's angel accomplishing a jailbreak. We'll hear more about Peter's own experience by himself later. But just as they thought they could seal up the body of Jesus in his borrowed tomb, and they found out that they were impotent to hold him in death, in just the same way they're gonna discover they cannot silence Jesus's witnesses, the Lord's angel comes in the middle of the night and opens the prison doors and leads them out. I wonder if the apostles tiptoed past the sleeping guards, maybe trying not to giggle out loud. The angel brings them entirely out of the prison and gives them Jesus' instruction. Back to the temple, men. Speak to the people all the words of this life. Isn't that a beautiful description of the gospel? They are words of this eternal life, words that give eternal life when they are received and believed. Verse 21. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. You can only imagine their joy at being free again and freed in such a miraculous way. And so they wait till sunrise and then head right back to their usual spot and resume teaching the people all about the Savior. Daybreak, though, means also that it's time for the men who had been arrested to be brought before the Senate of Israel. Oops. Verse 21 continues. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the Senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. Little do these poor men guess how badly their day is about to go. When God decides to monkey with our expectations, it can sometimes be quite spectacular. Verse 22. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported. Verse 23. We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Could you see the faces? The perplexity? As the rulers hear the account of the officers, what do you mean they're not there? And the men are clear that the doors were locked just as they had been when the apostles were put in there and the guards hadn't budged from their spot. But lo and behold, when the door swung open, the jail was empty again, just like the tomb had been poof, gone, vanished. St. John Chrysostom Doesn't miss the comparison. When he taught his congregation in 4th century Antioch, a twofold security is here, as was the case at the sepulchre, having both the seal and the men to watch. See how they fought against God? Say, was this that befell them of human doing? Who led them forth when the doors were shut? How did they come out with the guards standing before the doors? In truth, they must be mad or drunken to talk so. Here are men whom neither prison nor bonds nor closed doors were able to keep in, and yet they expect to overpower them. Such is their childish folly. I think I'd render that last bit with fat chance, guys, fat chance. Verse 24. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. You can almost hear them saying among themselves, good grief, what next with these men? Is there no end to the trouble they are giving us? And yet also they must have been wondering how, how did the guards betray them? Did they set them loose? That would be the normal explanation for an empty jail cell. But before they can puzzle it all out, even more astonishing news reaches them. Verse 25, and someone came and told them, look, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Not only were the apostles not in jail where they'd been left, but they weren't in hiding either. They hadn't scooted out of town while they had the chance. The stubborn fellows had headed right back to the very location where they'd been arrested the previous evening and had resumed doing exactly what had got them tossed into the slammer for the night. Ugh, what are you going to do with men like this? That's what the rulers were asking themselves. And then this rather amusing bit. Verse 26. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. A rather humble captain of the temple police force shows up and asks ever so politely, Um, gentlemen, would you be so kind as to accompany me and my men to the council? The rulers you see want to talk to you. The police here are not being so deferential and polite because they bear any goodwill toward the apostles, but so as not to rile up the people. I think that might mean that the apostles had been nabbed at the end of the day prior at a time when the crowds had already dispersed somewhat. But the crowds surround the apostles at this moment and they're hanging on their words. Maybe they had even told the crowds about how God's angel had opened up the prison and shooed them out and instructed them to keep on preaching the gospel of eternal life. And one more thing, remember that the Sadducees not only didn't believe in resurrection, they also didn't believe in angels either. There is no question, our God has an absolutely delightful sense of humor. They think they're putting the brakes on him? Well, it's not going to happen. As the apostles are respectfully escorted back to meet their rulers, they turn to face the whole council. The high priest begins with the statement of fact. We strictly charged you not to teach anyone in this name and look at what you've done. you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you are intent to bring this man's blood on us. Hmm, echoes thereof, his blood be on us and on our children. Peter again, the spokesman for the apostles, says, look, we got to obey God, not men. He told us, to speak the words of this life. And so we have, and so we will. And one more time, he makes it very clear what he is preaching. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. He's now exalted at the right hand of God, and he's the leader and the Savior, and he's just waiting to give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses to all these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom, by the way, God is delighted to give to those who obey him, implicitly asking them, will you stop opposing God? And will you ask for the sweet gift of the spirit? Will you repent and will you be forgiven? Till next time then, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you
0: peace, amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.